Welcome to Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Culp. I'm Freddie Wolf. Mm, it is September. September. if you have been listening to or listening to our first episode of the month for the movie side of things, that stir of echoes, which <laughs> I'll say it now and you'll get a big 40-minute dose of it. This movie rolls, man. <laughs> it, it's fucking great. It, that's all that that's that's the that's your trailer. <laughs> there you go. There's your teaser and everything you could want from it. If you haven't seen it yet, get it. Do yourself a favor though, too. We we talked about it in the episode. I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there now. Pick up that imprint disc. Don't don't stream it. I mean, it's pl- streaming in plenty of places. If that's the only we can see it. Fine, but please watch it before you listen to the show because it's a it's an episode. Oh yeah, that, yeah. we're spoiled the shit out of it. Yeah, this is one of those <laughs> ones too that you. I think most of the stuff that we're doing this month, you might want to see before you listen to the episode, or at least revisit if you haven't seen it before. Um, the, this is a, this is one of those movies that just gets better and better and better with each repeat viewing. And as I say in that episode, I, it was probably close to 10 years since I had seen it and just reminding myself that, yep, I need to buy this imprint disc and I need to watch this once a year. Yeah, man. It is one of those movies that you can just watch, you know, uh, like again, like we said in the episode, just so I don't want to say it again, just listen to the episode. <laughs> okay. So September, um, we, <laughs> We got five movies this month, so we have four more coming after that. Yeah, Ghosty. One of them I've never seen before. One of them I've never seen before. <laughs> Blind Watch. <laughs> so I was at my par- I was at my mom's place going through stuff, and you know she's she's got she had all of my grandmother my grandparents stuff from from her side, and my grandparents stuff from my dad's side. Not as much from my dad's side because of. You know, he had two siblings that were heavily involved in going through stuff. But my mom's side is, they're all back east, so we have a lot more of their crap than than anything. So here into the giant bin, one of those construction site ones that are, like, you know, that are eight feet tall and take up the whole driveway. It's called a 30-yarder. 30-yarder. There you go. I'm with that. And it was uh, not as full as I thought it was going to be by the time I got there. And with my bum fuck knee right now, which I haven't talked about, but that, that's, uh, I jacked my leg up. So <laughs> sleeping apparently, because I woke up with it after not having any problems. Uh, other than, you know, the real problem is I'm 54. There's the, that's the problem. <laughs> just getting old, as uh, as Melody liked to say. We're just getting old. You have to face the fact that these things are going to happen. I go, yeah, but I didn't do anything for it to happen. That's the problem. I changed my shoes. It happened the day after we recorded. Was it the movie too exciting? Well, I don't understand. <laughs> no, what happened was <laughs> we were cleaning up. And so Melody went through the shoe tree and just like did a clean sweep of everything. So when I put my shoes on on Friday to go out to go to work, I had used a pair of shoes that weren't broken in yet. And... I think it, it kind of fucked my leg up a little bit just because I was walking on shoes that weren't exactly comfortable because I didn't know where my other shoes were, the ones that I'd broken in from all my, you know, lot walks and everything. But so I did this for two days and, and I, but I really woke up with it on, yeah, I woke up on the Saturday morning with it all jacked up. So I don't know what the fuck. So I'm like putting, uh, I'm icing it three times a day and putting bullshit gel on there. Hard, some prescription level arthritis gel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Arnica? Uh, stupid, silly shit. So we're going through their stuff and 
loading things up. Well, I wasn't loading anything up, but they were, and I was just kind of going through boxes. And I came across a whole bunch of stuff that I brought home. And one of them was, I think I showed you, my dad's uh, my dad's old analog receiver that he bought when he worked at Superscope. And it's a Marantz receiver, and it's all analog and tubey and everything like that. Not tubey as in... No, like tubes, like how <laughs> tubes. things used to run, like television yes. used to run on it's, tubes. Yeah, and it's heavier than balls too, of course. Do you remember when you had to go to like, you could go to Thrifty's, dude, and they had the tube tester machine. Tube tester. You'd, you'd put, <laughs> yes. figure out which one, and then, they'd, and then you'd open the thing and try to find the right tube. <laughs> the best thing was, I used to always play around with the tube thing, because like, I'd just go there and get myself a triple scoop, and I'm like playing around, I'm like, what is this thing for? But of course, it wasn't just... Stick your tongue on it. <laughs> <laughs> The ultimate nine volt battery. Go ahead, do it. No, do it, man. It's fine. No, that I'm looking forward to cleaning that up. I have to give it the whole once over, and uh, I'm going to decide if I'm going to keep it or not because I really don't have room for it. And uh, the reason my dad had replaced it was because he wanted remote control. That's the reason he got something more current. He didn't want it to keep getting up. I'm like, well, dad, you got to get up and flip your records anyway, right? <laughs> so get up and do it. You know, I'm excited to get it. It's. Um, Joey's like being the, the, the kid that he is. He looked at, uh, and I already knew I knew what these things were going for, and I always pay attention because I was, I was mostly trying to find out what the aftermarket situation was to find parts and everything. Like that. And it's pretty robust because Marantz has like, like seven or eight receivers that all use the same parts. So fortunately, and that's, so that's good. So I I knew how much it was going for, and so Joey comes downstairs and goes. Dad, do you know how much those are selling for? I'm like, yes, I know how much they're selling for. I can't believe, Dad. I know that's because this gear is special, but they don't make this kind of stuff anymore. And if they do, you're paying three times that because it's some boutique shop that's making everything in their little shop in Colorado or whatever they're doing. But yeah, so I'm I'm excited to kind of go through because it give me a project to do where I can kind of turn around and like check an input every day and clean things up and and all that fun stuff. But initially plugging it in and hooking up to speakers and hooking up to a turntable. It's so far again, only after like about 20 minutes of playing it, it, these tubes are 40, 47 years old. Mm. And they're still just, I, I, yeah, man, that's yeah. the thing. You know, things were built. It's funny because things were built to last. You weren't supposed to be able to or upgrade them or replace them every year and a half. You didn't right. need to because things were built. You know, right. we hadn't discovered what disposable uh, technology was yet. No, but I'm digging it because it's pretty cool. It's I'm like I've it was my first DJ system from the standpoint of I had my DJ system and I RCA right into that, and that's how I do mixes and stuff. Like just to kind of. Uh, see how things would sound in a, in a live environment as far as like loudspeaker type environments. So I was always, a, that's, that's why it was always special to me. I wish he would have kept his reel to reel that he had. He never kept that. Um, that was, that's something I, I, I used a lot when I was doing DJ remixes and stuff, you know, razor blade and glue, man, <laughs> and tape. It was, a. I I love doing that stuff. That's why I'm, that's why when it comes to like working with digital audio workstations now, so I appreciate all the effort and how much easier it is to do things now. But anyway, yeah, family shit. <laughs> we, yeah, I was gonna say on top of that, we got a, a poster and a trailer for a new David Fincher movie. It's, what? It's pretty exciting. What is that right? movie? <laughs> yeah, The Killer. If you haven't seen that trailer? You must have been living under a rock. Yeah, 
premiered yesterday in Venice. There should be, uh, you know, there should be a bunch of variety reviews you could read if that's your thing. Or you could just wait and watch the movie and be surprised at how awesome it is. I mean, the trailer is fucking crazy looking. You should wait. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I don't read reviews anyway. I mean, it, you know, to me, no. I don't care. I mean, I'm hoping I'm hoping people take advantage of that that uh, Netflix moratorium on as far as hitting the streamer and, and going to see it in a the theater. I think it's going to get a wider release than than Mank did, uh, obviously. But it, it's but it, I'm, I know I'm going to go see it in a the theater. I'm just hoping more people go see it in a the theater too. But this will be the first one I've seen in a the theater since Gone Girl. Uh, I think there's only one that you didn't see, and that would be Mank. <laughs> but but also it's the I haven't seen a David Fincher. I didn't go through the guys to see seven. I mean like any kind of screening of David oh, Fincher gotcha. movies. Yeah. No, I mean it's funny because I've been having to go. I mean, I've I've seen uh let's see, I saw the game in a the theater since I saw Gone Girl and I saw Seven. So yeah, man, I've been, you know, living off of uh, you know, reruns, if you will. Yeah. Uh but yeah, man, the trailer looks fun. I yeah. mean it, dude, it's just, you know, it, what I love about the trailer is I don't, I still don't know what the fuck the movie is about. I mean, I, I know what it's about, but I, there's like no spoilers. I mean, it's really, it's, it's a well-made, it's the way you may should make a trailer for a movie. You don't spoon feed, you don't give them everything. You know, the, tra- the teaser trailer is to make you want to see the movie, not to, you know, give away the movie. And, uh, you, know, I, I think, you know, the trailer, the trailer was fun. Yeah, I'm super excited about the movie. It uh, and that poster, man, that fucking painted poster is so good. Yeah, I'll link to it. Also, I'm going to link to is an article that you shared with me this morning about the use of Smith's music in the movie, along with uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's score. So I'm looking forward to. I mean, that's another big piece too, because the the songs that they use are such a big part of what we look at um, when we think of the Smiths, that window of time in the, in the mid to 80, like 80, 85 to 87, 84 to 87, like around there, that's where it really fits all that, the the juiciest and most well-known um, uh, Smiths tracks. And now it's funny because this article, one of the articles, the songs the article points out is, I know it's over. I've always felt that was, such a great fucking song because it's it's got a duality like most of Morrissey's lyrics do. And Johnny Marr, who I, I still think he's an extremely underrated musician and songwriter. And he, he always had that that was oh, the thing yeah, about man, the, for he, sure. He write he wrote incredible music and then the, it was the juxtaposition of what, what Morrissey was gonna lay over it, lyrically speaking. And I know it's over as a great again, Morrissey's duality lyrics of you think it's about dying when it's really about the the um, the death of a relationship, which I think is fucking great. Classic songs that you're gonna recognize. It sounds like you're in the movie, and then some that are lesser known titles. Dude, I love Mars' guitar. Just his sound of his guitar. It's super recognizable. Like immediately, you know, you're, yeah. you're you know you're hearing Johnny Marr, whether it's the Smiths or you know his solo. I think he opened for the Killers last year on their tour. <laughs> Did he under? Did he open up as a, as a solar or did he open up as electronic? I, I was always wondering that. If uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I I, I, was, I didn't go. To, you know, I didn't see the tour. But uh, some friends of mine saw him in a few different cities, and you know, they were like, you know, sending pictures and stuff. So I'm not sure. 
I, I, but I think he was playing. I think I want to say, I want to say, I don't know. Cause I don't want to be wrong. Uh, cause I don't, um, <laughs> but you know, his guitar playing on those Smiths. I mean, there's so many bands that, uh, came out in the nineties that want that sort of adopted that Smith's guitar kind of style and sound. And, you know, I mean, so yeah, it'll be cool, man. I can't wait to see the film. I just sent you a picture of another poster. Did you see that one? Yeah, I, I had seen that one. That one's crazy, dude. Yeah, they're both. I like the both. This one, this one, and the one where he's pointing his gun at you is, is the one that was making its rounds early on. And I think it was the, that might be the thumbnail for the trailer too, right? Yeah, that that is the, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Johnny had, was brought in on the soundtrack for No Time to Die, so he performs on the Billy Eilish theme song for the movie and as well as he's, you can hear that that's him playing the classic bond guitar. Key. That's, that's, yep. So that, I mean, that must've been an amazing experience for uh, an English musician to be able to play on. Well, it's going to be the last bomb movie for quite a while. And that's pretty crazy. Right. But, but you know, it's funny. You mentioned him opening for, for the killers. He would come out on doing the same thing that, um, that Neil Finn did when he was touring with, with Fleetwood Mac and he would come out on stage and play, but, but was he, st- but he was full on standing though for, for Lindsay, wasn't he? Finn on the Fleetwood Mac thing. When, when uh, he was, I thought he was alternating with Mike Campbell. I thought that's oh, what they were so, doing. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that, you know, one night they'd use him or, you know, one certain cities was Finn and certain cities was, uh, Mike Campbell. Yeah. And then I think, I think at one point, maybe it was both of them. They could, yeah, because I've seen quite a, like when, and the best thing that I'd seen them do was, and it drove people nuts because he didn't, Neil one night didn't do um, Don't Dream It's Over, and he did it with Mac when he came out, and I was like, fuck off, dude. That, that was, that's actually on YouTube, I'll try to track that down for the show notes, but... Yeah, that's that's pretty great. I, I just I, I love that that all those performances I've seen with Neil playing there. But that sounds like the same situation with with Johnny and the Killers came out on stage later on, like to play Mr. Brightside and and some of the other tracks from the earlier work, not so much the recent stuff. Correct. I think that there's there's a handful of musicians that came out of the '80s that that don't get their full due, and I think. People they hear about the Smiths music, they think about they think of Morrissey. He's the face of the band, and they don't right. think they don't understand that it, it's it's all Johnny. Um, he hasn't been not busy since post Smiths. I mean, Electronic was the band I was mentioning earlier, and he did some stuff for the Pretenders and a bunch of solo bands. But then Modest Mouse too. He did he right. did spend a just stint with them. You know, we we might as well say too. While we're just vamping on the Smiths. We did lose Andy Rourke this year. Passed away in May. Yeah, bass player. Yeah, phenomenal bass player. Again, I mentioned in the songwriting, but that there were some tracks on the Queen Is Dead where Johnny was very uh, is one of those types of songwriters that wasn't so married to his work. He's a very humble musician and. He had he he didn't have an ego about stepping aside and and for the betterment of the song, let people do what they're going to do. But there's some bass cues on Queen Is Dead that Andy just slays, dude. And it's just yeah, that's a bummer. We're at that age now where we're starting to lose all these people whose music was heavily uh, in our ears in our teenage years. In and, and that, that's just one more. Yeah, Andy work. I think we I think we were were we just. I think you were busy doing a movie. <laughs> it never came up. No, it was in May. We, I think it just, I, I think it's oh. just it happened like on our 
random like Wednesday, I think yeah. I texted you and you're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, dude, weird, right? It like literally just was one of those things. We try not to talk about that stuff too much. Yeah, totally. Here. It's not called, uh, you know, RIP morning show. Right. So, uh, yeah, we don't. But right. anyway, since we're talking about the Smiths, I just thought we'd throw it out there because we we had left it off and we were, you know, I don't, it's not a two, it was not a two man show. It wasn't Morrissey and no. Johnny and nobody else. It was, a, you know, they were, they were a band and, uh, you hear all of it when you listen to the music, man. You hear everything, drumming, bass, guitar, mm-hmm. lyrics. It's a band. Yeah. yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Let's move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so I didn't really get into Blu-ray releases recently, but I'm, as a reminder, because I mentioned this a few weeks ago when it was the first, well, maybe a month ago it was announced, my Demon Lover's out Tuesday. So get yeah, excited. man. <laughs> Scott Valentine, dude. That is fucking apex. Nick from Family Times for Nick. anybody who cares. Which I've always found so funny about the the one sheet, which is what what the cover is for my demon lover. He looks so high. No, totally, Ben. <laughs> totally. Uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse comes out on Tuesday as well. And if any of you guys get a chance to see that in the theater, you know what a surreal experience that is. It's just sensory overload if you have that spread across the. A big wide movie theater, but it's got a couple 4K iterations because of steelbooks and exclusives and all that bullshit. We've talked a lot about Picard on Paramount Plus and how enjoyable it is that final season's coming out on Blu-ray. I have to say I'm pretty impressed with Paramount because unlike the other streamers where they where they have exclusive streaming, original programming, not they've been putting stuff out on optical like consistently. They haven't been doing what Disney's now starting to do because they have no money coming in. <laughs> but they're poor Disney. They're they're poor. Poor Disney. Poor yes, Disney. They're very poor. They're so sad. They're not making any money. I know. Was <laughs> oh. <laughs> isn't uh, isn't uh, that new Paul Schrader movie, The Constant Gardener, coming out on Blu-ray this week? Constant Gardener. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> the Constant Gardener. Yes. I'll share the picture with everybody because like I said, I, you know. Yeah. Look here, don't tell it. Don't say who you think it looks like. No, no. I'm just going to ask gonna, the I'm question just gonna, and take a poll on. Yes. Uh, I'm going to uh, do yes. that. Dude, I'm just going to do it. This is why we do a show together. <laughs> I will, I'm going to post a picture of the cover of it and you guys can. Give us your thoughts. Give us your thoughts. <laughs> I will. I, there will. And. I hope I can make it do do like a little poll in there. I, I, I think I can, yeah. I can like embed it in there and you all can like say what's what. I, so I saw my friend Alex Faust who up until last, the end of last season was uh, among other things. He was the play-by-play guy that replaced Bob Miller for the Los Angeles Kings. And he does stuff for us all the time. And he was here yesterday doing a college football game. And I hadn't seen him since the Kings didn't renew his deal, but he, uh, yeah, he's a good dude. And any of those haters out there of Alex Foss can suck it. Bob Miller is a Hall of Fame play-by-play man that did the Kings for 40-something years. And this poor kid stepped in a role. He was barely 28 years old, and he came prepared every night. He won me over because I'll partner you just going, why don't you just have Nick Nixon, who was their radio play-by-play guy, and he's done plenty of television with Bob in the past. Like, go for it. Just let him do it. But Alex won me over, and on top of that, he's cool as beans, dude. He's a nice guy. Uh, the good thing is, he's he's. I've seen him in the same year do, on top of doing regularly doing Kings games, he would do uh, USFL for us. He would do college football. He would do baseball for Apple TV, and he knows his shit. 
He's just one. He's like a young Gary Thorne in that he knows everything. And if he doesn't, he'll know it as soon as that mic light comes on and says they're on air. And he's, he's fucking great. I love Alex. He's a good dude. So Alex, I'm glad, was glad seeing you. I'm glad to see you. And, I'm, and he could listen to the show. I think <laughs> he says Maybe. he did anyway. Sure. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> says that shit. Uh, I was looking at a uh, dude, they're putting out some crazy, you know, our, our pals that are at imprint. We talked about it earlier, but man, imprint is flooding the market with these box sets, which is killing me. It's making it, you know, and it's not, it's, it's also, you're getting movies that you don't, you, you won't usually find, but it's also the amount of like effort and, and the extras and the bonus features they put into these things, man. I mean, they're, they're dropping this Burt Reynolds, uh, box set, which still, they've only named three of the movies and there's still, I think two more movies that we don't know what they're going to be. And we don't know what all the extras are going to be, but it's coming in October, I think. And it's just like, man, these guys are just, you know, if you, these are the kind of guys that we have to support, right? Like, imprint and um what's the other one severin is that Severin. It? severin? yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean like those these guys are really going the extra mile i mean everybody knows arrow everybody knows shout you know i mean but i feel like between imprint and severin uh we're getting a lot of movies that otherwise wouldn't get their due and i don't know where they're digging this stuff up but man fuck and god bless them yeah everybody should try to go should go if there's only 1500 go buy the uh Jessica Lang spotlight Jessica Lang box set because there's only 1500 and if you guys buy them I don't have to <laughs> there's a Jennifer Connelly one too that's pretty stellar I mean it does have career opportunities in there <laughs> if you needed a, uh, a boutique version of career opportunities here's your chance speaking of a, another smaller one that I'm starting to see a lot more they have a title coming out this week they have Elvis's Clambake coming out and that's Sandpiper Pictures They've got something like a lick over 50 titles, something like that these days. Uh, a lot of them seem to be Woody Allen movies, so Grain of Salt. But they do have like, they have Baby Boom, which I think is pretty great. Yep. I think Nancy, Nancy Myers wrote that, didn't she? Yeah. Mm, God, yeah. yeah, maybe. But Clam Bake, I, I love Nancy Clam Myers Bake. Dead? No, huh? Nancy Myers? Not, no. Nancy Myers is not dead. No, 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 no. Um, think about Clam Bake. That shit's like two thirty five, dude. They shot that shit fucking wide. Yeah, yeah. man. It's fuck. I love. I love that movie. Yeah, I, I didn't even know it was coming out. So I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pre order it, even though it's only it's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, you'll get it by Wednesday. Yeah. The uh, but they have a lot of stuff in there that you would you know. Burt Lancaster's The Lawman is is Lawman's is, uh, great, dude. That's a fucking. That's one of those yeah. Michael Winter westerns. They're super violent for their time, but like you know, it, it's loaded with people too. Uh, fucking Robert, it might Bob be Robert Ryan. Ryan's yeah. last movie, but uh, Bob Duvall's in it. Yeah, there's lots of Bobs in that movie. <laughs> yeah, man, dude, Lawman is fucking solid flick. I think there was a Kino version yeah, of yeah. Lawman a couple of years ago, or Twilight Time. One of those companies had put it out. But, um, dude, I'm yeah, glad that Sam Piper picked that up. Yeah, Lee Cobb, too. Yeah, Jay Lee Cobb. This release came out in June. Unfortunately, this is, these aren't one of those companies that has a lot of sales. They have a perpetual sale, but gets to the, in that, that, that pocket of uh, $19.99. But you're not going to find these anywhere else. Anywhere else. And the great thing is, is when, go on, again, we, we, we mentioned this site before. I'm gonna, it's been a while since I mentioned it again. Go to Blu-ray.com, but it's blue hyphen ray.com and you'll see lots of reviews and they usually cover 
all iterations of a movie, if it's been released, uh, as far as reviews go, it doesn't matter if it's international or if it's domestic, depending on where you live. <laughs> right. But they, they're, they're great at reviewing the video extras and the audio. And if it's 4K, it'll let you know what the 2K and what the 4K. It's really a, a wonderful site, though. And if you just create an account, which is free, they'll show you screenshots that are in uh, 1080 or if you 4K, if you're watching, if you check out the, the UHD uh, reviews and stuff, but it's it's great. It has forums. People talk about the movies. It's it's a collector's hotspot. And if you're not familiar with it, you should check it out. Again, I'll put it in the show notes. It's one that we lean on quite a bit for releases, and and that's how we find out like these small titles like Lawman. I mean, here it is now. It's it came out two months ago, and here I am just discovering that it came out as we're approaching the fall. <laughs> About, we, we got rained on the last two days, which was nice. Yeah, man, it's been beautiful. It's like, yeah. you know, it's been fall-ish weather, even though, yeah. you know, summer's probably not over. But, man, I'm going to take it while I can get it and enjoy yep. it. For sure. I, I think we're going to have a late summer because of how long we had those storms going into May and all that crap last time, earlier in this year. Yeah, October's so, going to suck. It's going to feel like yeah. fucking, you know, July should have felt. Because we had a long summer. Dude, Ju- June was... June and early July was you know, 75 degrees. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the bullshit. When you come back from Hawaii, I'm like, I was looking at the fucking thing. I'm like, wait, we're coming back to what, what, what temperature? I thought we ran away from it. No, we ran away from, we, we traded good weather for good weather. And right. then we come back, we was all hot as balls. Uh, so there you go. That's kickstart for you. Happy Labor Day, by the way. Oh yeah. It's happy Labor Day. I'm working on Labor Day. I've never understood that. Let's work on Labor Day. Oh, I thought it was for, I thought it was about babies. Is it? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, is it about babies? No, it's not. Pushing babies. About making babies. Maybe. Making babies. Labor Day. Three day weekend. Labor Day. Make sure you stretch first. If you're going to start making babies today, it's important. Sure. You decide what I'm talking about when I say stretch. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> if you're talking about, <laughs> I sat in gum and, you know, grabbing your ball sack. I, I'm not into that. Goom. Um, Bound for Glory is one of those Sandpiper releases, dude. Bound for Glory. Yeah. How, how, I think it's Hal Ashby's last yeah. movie. No, Hal Ashby's last movie was, uh, you know, it was uh, Eight Million Ways to Die. That's right. This got close. I though. know that for, a f- I, yeah, that when, and The Slugger's Wife. <laughs> I saw both of them in theater, weirdly. Yeah. Fuck, dude. What's wrong with me? They need a lot more after Bound for Glory. He did eight movies after that. Oh, that's a documentary, though. Yeah, Bound for Glory is fun, dude. That's that's a good release. Oh my gosh, looking to get out, dude. I forgot about Ronnie Cox and Melinda Dillon. That's crazy, dude. Bound for Glory. I haven't seen it for ages. Mm. So if you want to follow the show on the Twitters and the Letterboxes and the Instas, it's at Karate Pod. It's also at Patreon.com/slash Karate Pod. I had to ch- I had to correct that by the way in our uh, link tree because it still said KITG Podcast, but I changed it. It's patreon.com slash karate pod follow Corey on at culprit 97 on instagram and Corey underscore cope on letterboxd if you like to follow me you can follow me at rock and roll 33 on your instagram or you can follow me at the bulletproof monk on letterboxd that's bulletproof monk at letterboxd.com 